and the Rock Auto Podcasting Charles McFall here again for another amazing edition of Ask Me Anything. I love this concept. I've liked this concept for a long time. It took a while for me to realize that's like the the best thing that I could do personally to make for a show that I love to do because I do love sharing my stories. I do love entertaining. I love I love getting new th- thought processes going in my brain and I can't do that trapped in my own world. I need you to interact. So how you do that? You go to speakpipe or you don't go to speakpipe.com because that's how you get your own account. You go to the rockoutofpodcasting.com and click on the speakpipe tab and you can record a message. You can email me rgop at charlesmcfall.com and send me a message. Of course, go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash rockoutofpodcasting and leave a message there, leave a post. Uh, all those things work. Twitter is at Rock Out of Pod. I, I want your questions. I love these interactions that we have. And these things that are going on are, are really great and amazing and fun. And uh, I, I'm going to be on the Facebook page. Before we move on, I want to say on the Facebook page, I'm going to be putting some shorter versions of this show on there just in typed out thoughts. Like, uh, I came across something about boycotts today, so I'm going to type something about boycotts on there. You're going to get more of this in bite-sized pieces all the time. So go and like that page and make sure I show up on, on your feed and those kind of things. But today, we have a little bit of a speak pipe, Mike tells me. We have a question from speak pipe, which I love. I love hearing your voice. So, Mike, uh, whenever you're ready, man, go ahead and, and uh, hit us with the question. How many questions am I allowed to ask at one time? Does your voicemail box fill up? <laughs> You're an asshat, dude. <laughs> that's that's my buddy Douglas, and who was on the show before. And <laughs> they thank you, Mike, for uh, not having a real question. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, you know what? I'm gonna treat it like a real question. How many questions are you allowed to ask? One at a time, as many as you like. Because we have to, I mean, if you squeeze in the 90 seconds on SpeakPipe, uh, you can ask however many you like. We'll just cut them up into bits and pieces and find the the right question to use at the right time. So, yeah, as many as you want. Uh, I will fill up at 20 questions. I have to delete them off. Uh, I'm not sure if it's 20 a month. Like, once you've recorded 20, I'm done. But uh, I could pay for more. So if you're going to send me 20 questions, I'll pay to keep those 20 questions. So keep it on. And how long can I do this? Forever, baby. Because I ain't going to die. Daddy's never getting off this microphone. We're going to move on and do things. And you just keep sending the questions. And I've proven... That without your questions, I'll still talk about myself and share my stories and put my words out into the universe. That is going to live forever. That's what I'm going to do. So you've got me for a long, long time. You know what, Mike? Just to prove the point, why don't we pull up one of the topics I wanted to talk about at some point? I know you've got a list of them. Uh, what do you What do you have? All right. Um, this is one I made a note of uh, about three or four months ago, long enough that I don't remember the topic that you were actually covering at the time, but you did one of those things where you kind of turn off to the side real quick and go, Mike, remind me, I want to talk about this. So the phrase you threw out at that moment was the phrase value for value and then moved on with the topic. So I'm kind of curious. I have no idea what you mean by that. All right, so value for value is a concept that took me forever to learn. And it is a phrase that I first heard coined by 
Uh, well, I don't know if coined is the right word, but used in the podcasting world by Adam Curry, who essentially is the podfather of it all, right? He really founded this industry that we're going. He took some concepts that were going on. He helped develop some some methods. I, I believe, if I understand the story correctly, he obviously did not invent RSS, but he helped develop the way it works. He helped uh, put together MP3s that you can just download as a show and put it on RSS, which is really simple syndication, which is the reason you can subscribe in iTunes and other podcast ways of doing things, podcatching ways of doing things. So, hey, why don't you go subscribe to my show and you'll get more of this kind of stuff. <laughs> I did not plan that plug, but that worked out perfectly. But he, he talked about value for value, and his whole model was he'd come up as a DJ on radio stations. Of course, he was one of the first VJs, video jockeys, on MTV when it launched in the 80s and had Headbangers Ball and a lot of other stuff. And at some point, he wanted to do his own thing. He got tired of being told. When he was choosing the next path in his career, he got tired of being told what to do by station managers. You can't say this. You have to say that. And he wanted to do his own thing. And essentially, is a perfect timing. And he podcasting was born. And his whole way of funding that was to not take on... He did take on corporate sponsors for a while because he was Adam Curry and he's famous and he could. But even then, he, he decided he wanted to be supported by the people. He wanted to... I don't think this was his thought process, but this is what I can relate to in my world. Be like a preacher. If you say the things that people, a certain audience wants to hear, and I'm not trying to knock on preachers or Christian, I'm not mocking it. If you're looking for that kind of problem, you found the wrong show because <laughs> there will be many, many problems for you to find that will hit hot spots in your life if you're going, oh, he's just saying they're, yeah, preachers are speaking to an audience that wants to hear what they have to say. All right, I'm going to move on. He wanted to do something like that. He wanted to say what he had his thoughts on much like I do here, find the audience that wanted to hear that, and that audience supports him directly. That's how independent churches work. You know, Maybe not Catholic churches, maybe not uh, other branches of faith. I don't know how every branch works specifically with finances, but that's how like a Baptist church works is people give their offering and tithe and give to the church because they like what the preacher's saying, and yes, there are budgets, but that's how the preacher gets paid. So that's what Adam Curry wanted. He wanted to be able to say his words, find an audience that liked it, and then get paid for it. And he started using value for value. And what that meant was if you find what I do valuable, give back, you know. And that's where his analogy ends, and that's where I'm going to take it on now and talk about how it affects everything in life. I'm going to jump to a story that happened yesterday. Yesterday. Now, my wife, Erin, has been... Well, her whole life, she's been helping everybody. Uh, uh, she likes rescuing puppy dogs off the side of the road. I think that's how she got me. I was so broken. She took me home, warmed me up, fed me, and, and then kept me for the rest of my life. <laughs> but she definitely has that need. And it doesn't match mine. It balances mine. She has that need to help and and make life better. And mine takes a different path than hers but we're very similar in our desire to help change things and, and change people her grandfather had uh, uh fallen not that long ago and he he needed somebody to help him out right after he got out of the hospital uh, he's going through some rehab at home and that's what she does and of course with our lifestyle being that she doesn't have a quote unquote 
job because she definitely has jobs. She's not, she has no schedule that says you have to be here at this time. She could work around the kids' schedule and even take some of the kids with her because we have two that are at home and two that are in school. And she's more flexible than anybody else attached to this family because everybody else is grown adults and they all work and this and that and the other. So she ended up going mornings to stay with her grandfather, and that's what she does. That's what she does, and she spent a lot of time, and I had to invest some time. We definitely spent more gas money. Uh, uh, it was, as you would expect, something that's a medical emergency that's out of the ordinary is a slight burden. And I say slight because she took it on willingly. I had no complaints. You know, one, I know she's going to do it anyway. It's her family. Uh, she would she would do it for just about anybody that would ask, for sure, uh, depending on the situation. But her family is definitely special to her. And she did it for a while. Her grandfather's much better now. He went through uh, some, he actually went to a facility for a little bit for rehab, an inpatient facility. Got way better. He's way healthier now. He's a 90% back to normal, uh, getting around on his own, fixing his own dinners. You know, he, he rehabbed and he's great and he's happy. And the other day, because she, she never asks for money, she has a hard time, even when she's working on something specific for somebody like she does clean houses for people sometimes uh it's not a job it's not something she goes and finds but every once in a while somehow come along like hey i heard you used to do this or you've done this before what would you charge me to come help out around my house and if it's the right situation the right time she she quotes a price because i've made her quote a price and we'll get to that in a moment but her grandfather being the man that he is the other day said, Hey, what do you charge for your time? Basically, I think he wanted to make things right. He he seems like the kind of guy who doesn't like to depend on others. He likes to make his own way in the world. That's how he made his whole career. He was in World War II. He was in Korea uh, as a uh, military guy. When he came back from the military at some point in his life, he got involved in the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce. I believe he was highly influential because I don't know the exact stories. I don't remember. Uh, and I haven't heard it from him. I've just heard it third hand. Uh, but I think he's very influential in bringing Delta to make their world headquarters in Atlanta. So he's this guy that is always making things happen. He makes his own way. And he has. He's been very independent until he fell. And he's only dependent slightly because medically he needed it. And now that he's back to normal, he wants to be independent again. So, of course, she asked me, about, I don't know what to do. I was like, no, I get you. And she had some, some ideas. And I was like, you charge. And this is what made her charge because this is what she started getting at one point. for, And she was way underpaid at the point that she started getting it. But it's $15 an hour. I said, so here's how you do it. And I'm very, very good at understanding her now in certain areas, especially this one. I said, look, I know you. So here's what you need to do. You need to... Go to him and say, okay, I'm your granddaughter. I wanted to help your family. I'm here to help. If you insist, I definitely have a number, uh, um, amount of money that I charge people for my time, but I'm here to give it to you. So whatever is fine, it's all good. And then if he asks for the number, you tell him $15 an hour is what I charge people. And then you, and we worked out how many hours she did and this and that. I said, but you hold it. You don't share any information that he doesn't ask for. So if you ask for how many hours you think you were here, you know, we figured that out. And, and I said, you tell him. But you always tell him, it's okay. I'm good. You know, 
<laughs> At one point, somebody told her to charge 100 bucks and be done. Well, when we calculated the hours that she had done at the rate, you're not that we're charging, but you know we have to have information so you know how to go forward. It was way over that. It was way over that to what the compensation would have been if you were charging somebody. I'm like, don't you? No, 100 bucks is stupid. I mean, I knew that instantly. I'm like, that's just stupid. Don't say 100 bucks and be done with it because he's going to be insulted. If he wants to make his own way, like I would, I get pissed off when I tell somebody, I value your time. Tell me how much this cost. And I can't remember the last person I asked that to, because Mike and I have worked out many deals. He knows how to handle it correctly uh, to make me happy. And he's happy. And we're going to get to value for value and why it's important to you. But this was such a fun story. And I start going, not in an angry way, but in the way I'm doing it now, I'm like, what? Are you crazy? This is what we do. And, She's laughing. I know I'm hitting home when I make her laugh like that. Not being silly like, oh, that was a funny moment. This is still a serious thing. But when I'm expressing my thoughts and she's laughing because she knows I'm right and she's a little off and she's laughing, I know that I, I, this is a good moment, right, that we're, we're making this happen. Because I don't care if she charges or not. We discuss that. I mean, it's family. And it was something that was needed in the moment. No, we're not going to charge. We're going to go and do that's that's the way it goes uh, i even helped out with her mom while she was doing some of that during that time and i didn't charge no, her mother gave me some money but i didn't charge i wasn't going to charge i'm here to help my wife and my wife wants to help her family that's what we do it's all good um I, and you know and by extension because she's my wife and i love her i help her family it's not just because i'm making her happy as i do it willingly that's giving value okay and I have gotten mad at people before when they did something for me. I said, okay, I need, you know, definitely charge me for your time as well as, as the supplies or whatever. And there's been people who come up way under. under. I'm like, uh-uh, that's, that's bullshit. I, I got great value from you. I need to give you value. You know, I need to show you my the value. And I know that your rates are way too low. So I'm going to show you what it feels like to actually get taken care of close to what you should be taken care of. So here, I've got another story along those lines that's a negative. But I want to finish this one first. So she's laughing and we're talking about, you know, the hours and this and that. And hours came to roughly $600. And not that she would ever, I said, you don't add it up for him. You, you tell him. If, if I have to, here's the number per hour. And then if he pushes for hours, you tell him, okay, it was, a, you know, this many days. And you know, you tell him whatever you tell him. And it came to about 10, 10, uh, it came to about 40 hours. I think it was, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Four hours a day, 10 days, 40 hours. So that's how we got to $600. And she says, you know, I'm not going to charge my, or she told me later this, I'm, getting ahead of myself but she told me later i'm not gonna charge my grandfather it's like you're not charging your grandfather that's what you don't understand and that's what dear listener i want you to understand value for value somebody wants to value you and here's what i kept telling my wife stop shutting the goddamn door stop oh well i don't want to tell you oh i'm gonna tell you this really low rate oh i'm gonna do half no one you're gonna cause problems for yourself because she has helped out I don't know what to call her. His companion. Okay. His wife passed away um, um, a few, uh, many years ago now. Uh, his companion, her husband passed away, I guess about the same time or sometime after. And 
they they give each other company. I don't know if it's more romantic than that. I don't know if they need it. I, I, who cares what the label is on it? But they are always together, right? They don't live together because one, they're old school, and that's just not going to happen. But two, uh, they have their own properties and everything else, and and they're both around between eighty and a hundred. You know, I'm not sure exactly the age range there. So you know, they're they're great grandparents, both of them. That, that gives you an idea. So, but they're always together. Well, she does work for his companion, and she, of course, charged fifteen an hour. And I said, okay, so they will talk, and if you quote him a lower price because he's your family, that could insult her, because we do treat her like family everywhere else. But if you charge her fifteen and him ten, that will cause a problem because they will talk. Why wouldn't they? You know that. Don't do that. That. You have to be consistent. That's all, that keeps problems from happening, just being consistent across the board. And she's also told the, his companion that, uh, you know, she's been very kind and generous and said, no, you know, don't worry about it or this and that. I'm here to help. But it was specifically not because she fell and needed help. It was, hey, I want somebody to come clean my house. I'm going to hire somebody. What about you? And it's a, it is a little different situation. But my thing was be consistent. And that's number one for you guys. Be consistent. Find a rate that you get that you're happy with. Find if it makes it easier for you to charge for something you never charged for. Think about it as replacing income. Now I know a lot of you listening have what would be considered a normal job. You have forty hours a week. Uh, you you show up at this time, clock in, you clock out. You might have vacation time, PTO, sick time, those kind of things. But that's not the the everyday life world. Right when you interact with other people. So, yeah, you might can replace your time with vacation time. That's not replacing time. That's still taking time away. You're not replacing it. You're doing. And if that makes you happy, then great. You don't need this part of the show. You'll get the other parts later. But when you want to charge something, what do you have to replace that time with? And I, I will talk about when you don't want to do something and you want it to go away, how to overprice and see what happens. But talking about my wife and shutting the door, I said, be consistent so you avoid problems. Number two, he wants to, for lack of better words, because I don't know what a better word for this would be, but he wants to bless you. He wants to say, I am grateful for what you've done for me. Here's how I can show that gratitude. And he wants to give it to you. Let him. Stop taking that away. When you go $100 and done, you're shutting a door and flipping them off, basically, because the energy on that is, well, I'm way more valuable, but I don't want to think about I'm valuable. And you shut that door. Or when he wants to do, I don't know, I'm making this up. When he wants to do $1,000, because that's just a number he had in his head, and you say $100, oh, my God, you're fucking stealing from yourself because you don't value what you do. And now I'm getting a little angry because it touches on me because I spent so many years of my life never valuing what I did, never appreciating myself or my craft or the things that I did for others. And I did shut doors. I was that guy that would do something semi-awesome. And when soon as somebody goes, oh, man, that was great, I would shit on it and tear it down. No, you know, it was blah, 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 blah. And people were like, what the fuck, man? I thought it was amazing. You just shit all over yourself. Why would you do that? And they stopped being around me and working with me. 
And so I was never angry with her. And I'm not angry with her now. I'm angry with me now in that stuff. So I talked about never shutting the door. And I said, but be yourself. I'm not telling you go in and throw down a business plan and this is where everything or a bill or anything like that. I'm saying be yourself. You want to give to help. That's fine. But understand when you give something of value, there will be people in this world who want to give back. There will be people whose gratitude literally is gratitude. Thank you so much. That's fine. We work with those people all the time. Now, it's the ingrates, the people who are ungrateful that we stay away from and, and won't help again. But those who are grateful, we don't look for certain forms of gratitude. We just love that it meant something to you, that it changed your life, that it helped in the moment you needed help. That's what givers look for. And if I give you something that did, that I know changed your life, and you basically energetically or physically flipped me off, I'm not going to help you anymore. You you didn't need it. You you didn't learn whatever you needed to learn. You didn't get wherever you needed to get. It did not change your life. So fuck you. I'm not going to do it anymore. However, she was there in his time of need, as was other people. And I don't know if he's going to ask other people. I don't I don't know what he's going to do about the rest of it. It's none of our business, and that's the thing. Life is business, and business is life. Sometimes they intersect like they are now. And so value for value says you did something good for him. Just say, okay, I did it, and I wanted to do it. And he insists on knowing what you get for your time. All right, I get $15 an hour. If you want to pay, that's fine. If not, that, you know, I, I'm grateful. Well, how many hours did you do? I did four hours a day, 10 days. But again, whatever is fine. I'm not charging you, but if you whatever you want to do, is okay. I'm happy to be here. You're happy that I was here. And let them show you their gratitude. She asked, she's at some point in this conversation, or maybe later, she goes, what if I just tell him whatever he thinks it's worth? I'm like, I, I played with her. We're having fun. We're mocking each other a little bit, having fun. So I'm like, oh, baby, ask him what would Jesus do? How much would Jesus think you're worth? <laughs> do that. Um, but I said, no, legitimately, that is a fine response. That is a negotiation tactic that I take to the table all the time with sponsors. What was your budget? Well, okay, for a sponsor, what is your budget for this? That's not something she would say to her grandfather. She'd go, her tactic should be, hey, I did this because I wanted to. Whatever you want to do is fine. If you do nothing, I know you were grateful. I was happy to help. If you Anything beyond that is just awesome sauce, okay? That's fine. Fine, don't tell them. You don't have to come up with numbers, but you're still leaving the door open, and that's the principle. Let People be grateful, give you value for the value you gave. That is what value for value is in a nutshell. And she is basically agreeing to that. And she laughs. She's like, you're such an idiot. I'm like, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The funniest part, though, the funniest part was, you know, we're coming up with these numbers. And here I am. I'm just coaching her, right? I don't care what he gives her. And he is a good guy. He might give her more than her time was worth. He might have a number in his head that he's just going to write for. I don't know. He might give her 25 bucks because, you know, he remembers when a quarter meant a whole lot. Who knows? It doesn't matter. The money, whatever money comes in, I expect her to use because she is really good about taking care of our family with our money. That is our partnership now in our house is I go and I help manage a lot of other things about the house. I help manage the bills. I help go out. But I know if we have extra money, she's better at not spending it. I mean, today I was looking at 
something I didn't need, which was an oversized Pokemon Go jacket with fleece lining and, and a hood that had glow-in-the-dark Pokemon Go stuff on it. You know, so I know it's better to put some money in her hands. Now, I've learned to, to be better with my money. But this, I'm like, this is extra money. I don't expect to get any of it. I expect that she's going to manage it and take care of the little things that she wants to do with the kids. I know for a fact if we need stuff for bills, she'll pay it. I know for a fact if I go, oh, man, I wish I could go do this thing, but I don't have the 20 bucks, that she'll pay for it. I know this about her. So I had no intentions of touching this money. At some point, I don't know what she was thinking, but at some point she went, she said to me, well, you know, you only get half of this money. And my eyes lit up. I was like, what? I wasn't expecting to get any of this money. And she, she's like, well, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, like the fuel and this and that. I'm like, oh, hell no, Heffa. If we are 50% partners, you're going to go in and do exactly what I'm fucking telling you to say. You're going to tell him $15 an hour, period. And that's when she started really, really laughing and calling me an idiot. But like, no, my point is now you've involved me. You asked me for my opinion. I'll give you my opinion and step back. But now you're saying I'm your partner. This is how it's going to go because I. I know how life should go. Value for fucking value, motherfuckers. <laughs> Do you speak it? <laughs> I've learned so much about my own value. And yes, when you're giving to give, when you somebody goes, oh, you know, you gave your time, what is that worth? What's it worth to you? Whatever you do is truly fine by me. If you give me five bucks, if you give me a hearty pat on the back, if you tell me, man, this, thank you, this meant so much to me, that's what it's worth to you. And I understand you expressing, you being the universal you, somebody that's outside of me. I understand that you expressing the thank you so much, this changed my life, can be worth way more than money. I've been in those positions where somebody just showed up and helped me out and like, oh my God, thank you. I don't have any money. Obviously, I, I wouldn't have been able to take care of this if I had money. But you changed my life. Thank you. And there's no amount of money that could capture that energy, right? Here's a million dollars. Well, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. That's awesome. But it doesn't have that same energy as knowing how much I meant in that moment. I get that. So yes, you can say whatever you think it's worth, and and we'll we'll see what she does. And I keep, but what I'm my whole heart here, my whole goal here is the same that I'm bringing to the show. Is I'm not coaching you to set a rate and charge people to become a business and everything you do. I am, I am. What am I doing? I just got an email that interrupted me. Sorry. I I am trying to show you. Leave the door open. Because when you shut a door, and yes, when you're a business, when you do things as a business, we're going to get into replacing compensation, you know, when you have to take off. We're going to get into the negative story in a second. We're going to get into, uh, uh, what did I say we're going to get into? You know, replacing compensation. Um, I don't know. We're going to get into some other stuff. I just lost it. So maybe it won't come up. Maybe it won't matter. Because I trust that these shows go the way they need to go. and The stories get told the way they need to be told. You have to value yourself. Picking a rate. We'll get into that too. So I worked with my wife on picking a rate a long time ago and over and over and over again where she's happy with that when it's a job. 
this was not a job. This was family. This was I'm going to go do. And somebody, I honestly don't remember who, but somebody said, oh, you should be tracking your time. And, and it, you know, both she and I were like, no, 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 no. That's, you're not doing a business. Now, inadvertently, we did track the time because she has a calendar. She does everything with a calendar. That's like her mutant power is managing insane calendars and busy schedules. And so we did have it, but it wasn't with the intention of having it ready to build. So we had all this in, on hand. We just, it was, but the intent was always, who cares? We're just going to help. And I say we because, you know, I had to watch the kids. I had to take them to places I wasn't taking that. She was, I had already scheduled to take them. Uh, spending some extra money on fuel and those kind of things. You know, working a few extra hours if I could get it to make sure we were covered for the month. I did it just the same way she did it. Not to get paid, to help. So we'll we'll figure out, we'll find out what happens with it. But the idea is, as soon as you go, oh, no, it's not, uh, and you shut that door, you take away from the person who's grateful. Now, and it is up to you to decide if they're grateful or if they're just paying you to go away and they're changing the situation. Because somebody could easily go, well, I have to pay you for that. I, ha-, you know, and put a bad energy on it and put bad, you know, and they would take away from you. No, no, no. I'm giving you this gift. Okay. Going back to my gift giving show, when I talked about obligation, if I give you this present because I thought of it and it made me think of you and here you go. And this, this happens on TV. I've never had it happen in real life, but this is a great analogy to what you would feel. And they go, Oh, uh, Oh, I have nothing for you. Uh, well, uh, here's this, here's this broken camera stand that I have sitting on my desk. Uh, here, you know, here's the present to you that takes away from you giving when somebody does that to you. Oh, uh, uh, here's $5 that, I, what? You just pissed on what I did. So you do have to use your inner voice. You have to figure out for yourself what is going on. Because you can you can protect yourself from being having it taken away by saying, no, 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 no. No, it's good. I've done that. I've had people go, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Can I, can I pay you for this? No, you cannot. Nope. You sure can't. Oh, are you sure? Oh, you know, look. And now if they write a check anyway, that would not take away from me because I I would understand sometimes you have to go where people are. And sometimes people like you who's listening, like my wife, like me, has been. It was very hard. One of the hardest lessons to learn, especially when we feel like when we come from a history of feeling like we have no value to give. We, We don't feel like what we do is amazing and worth money or compensation, if you will. When we come from that place, it's hard for us to learn to say, thank you. I appreciate that. It still weirds my wife out that I put out my birthday list every year on Facebook. And I do have people who ask for it. You know, and sometimes strangers who don't know me buy me stuff off of it. And she goes, God, it still bothers me. I was like, I understand where you're coming from, and I understand you haven't gotten to where I am. But what I did was I found a way to say thank you. I want to open that door. If nobody walks through, that's fine. But I'm hanging an open for business sign out on my birthday to say, if you love, if you, if you are so inclined to do something, go for it. 
that and when I do get stuff, I am so grateful. And I got I get some great things that mean things to me from that. You know, it, it, it is amazing. It is fun. Leave the door open. That is value for value. Now we're gonna get more into it here. So here's a negative story. So there was this guy that I know, and I needed him. He he's very good with his hands, and I needed him to build me a cable. He had built a cable before, and we realized at some point what we're doing that if that cable failed for any reason, we're done. I mean, everything else has backups and redundancies, but we only had one of those because he had made it. So I gave him the dimensions. I said, basically the same cable you made before, I need you to do that again. I need it to be you know, this long and do this and that. And the other. All right, yeah. And I kept telling him, I approached him as a business because he was no longer working with the project that, we were, that I was working with. So I said, hey, you're a businessman. How much would it cost to do this? And he's like, he wouldn't answer me. Oh, you know, da, 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 da. I was like, I'm telling you, man. You need to, before you build this, you need to give me a quote on how much it's going to cost. I am approaching you as a business person, ordering the supplies, ordering your time to do it. I need a quote. And not just for the cable itself, but for the, your time. And he, he, I don't remember exactly what he said or did, but he did not give me a quote. And that's like, God damn it. I'm trying to help you. I am trying, just like I'm doing with this show for anybody who's listening, I'm trying to open up a new world for you to understand, to say thank you. No, but here's the difference, though. Here's the pissy part. He wasn't working with our project anymore. He hadn't been for over a year at that point. So he had no obligation or no real legitimate claim to say, oh, no, I'm just giving to the cause. He had no connection. He runs his own business, literally. It has for years. He runs it himself. So he should understand the goddamn concept of somebody comes in and wants you to do something, you quote them a price. And he just wouldn't do it. And I'm getting so frustrated going, seriously, dude, if this thing comes out to be a ton of money, I'm going to tell you to shove it. I'm thinking about this in my mind. I'm going to tell you to shove it. Because I was clear every step of the way, in writing, no less, I need a quote, a work order before you get started that tells me the cost of the supplies and the cost of your time. And he never did it. And then at some point he goes, hey, your cable's ready. I'm like, son of a bitch. And so I think I said, I think I even said something to him. I said, you were supposed to give me a quote. How much is it? And he, he's, he didn't say anything. I was like, this is just going to go badly for somebody. And so I had the backing of the project. I was fronting the cash, but they would, whatever I, they were trusting me to do my job, whatever I thought was correct in the situation. Cause I was the expert on what this should cost. It was all tech stuff and audio stuff and video stuff. And that is my specialty. And that's why one of the reasons why they pay me. So they said, you know, whatever you think is necessary to spend, spend it. Okay. I pulled out a hundred dollars in cash, a hundred dollars in cash, had it in my pocket to give him. And was looking for us. I'm going to give you one last opportunity to keep this door open. I'm going to ask you what it was. And I've taught him, I've told him, what is your budget? You, you ask people what your budget is. You can give a good cost. And had it been 
you know, a certain had it been over sixty bucks, I would have given him the full hundred just to say thank you. That's that was my plan was is I'm giving you every opportunity to I'm trying to help you in this process of me needing to get something. I'm trying to help you. And I bought him lunch. That was McDonald's. It was nothing fancy. But I was coming to his shop and I like hanging out with him. That's something he and I used to do is I'd bring food and to what to the project we we're working on and we'd hang out for a little bit and just talk. And I wanted to give that to him as well. You know, the friendship as well as the, the business aspect of it. So I bought lunch. Out of not you know, outside of the hundred dollars I bought lunch. And so I had a hundred dollars cash. And as I pull up, you know, he sees me, his door's open, he sees me, and he comes out, and he's happy. And he has this little cable that wouldn't stretch across my desk. And I literally went, what is that, Bill? What is that? And he goes, oh, this is the cable. I went, dude, seriously, I told you I needed a 100-foot cable, the same thing you built before. I needed that. Well, this... <sighs> seriously man you're what and you're like oh no i'm sorry i'm just like and I, I decided to let it go because i'm like what am i gonna do he's not listening he's not learning he has no value in himself i cannot fucking put value in you you have to value yourself i can try to teach you i can be gentle and i worked with him for years in this arena Showing them how I value myself. Showing them, telling them, like these stories of this is how I learned it. This is the things I went through. And he, he just did. He just didn't have it. He just he just was shutting doors. Sh- I would open the door, slam it. Open the door, slam it. Open, dude. Stop fucking slamming the door, listeners. Stop slamming the door, wife. Stop. That's all you have to do. You don't have to walk through it. You don't have to say it'll cost you 600 bucks. All you have to do is stop shutting the door and you'll get your first value where you'll go, oh my God, that feels great. And it might even change you enough. Just even that first one might even change you enough to be more confident the next time to say, oh no, I'm giving this to you. But since you asked, it, this is what it would cost. It gives you more value, so you never go, you know what? And I'm just going to use a random made-up analogy here. Oh, you know what? I did so much for that church. I gave so much of my time, and they never did anything for me. If you have value, you can give. Here's uh, an interesting concept. If you have no value, what the fuck can you give? You you have this heart, and I'm imagining that's the audience I'm talking to. It could be entrepreneurs. It could be people who want to to learn. I don't know what who this message will reach, but the bottom line for everything, for charging money, for for running a business, for just giving out of a heart to give, if you have no value, answer that. If you can start focusing on that question, the answers will come in your life because you inherently know you're valuable. You just try to slam that door and deny it all the time. The universe sure as hell knows you're valuable. And it tries to give you shit all the time. And you slam the door. If you have no value, how can you give? How can you help people? And that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about your bank account. That is not your value. We're not, we're not talking about your assets. I'm talking about you. 
And when you do something that somebody wants to be grateful for, even if it's to a business, because your business doesn't thrive on your bank account, you can get loans. That does not make for a great business because when the money doesn't come in, you can't pay the loan. Guess what? You get shut down. Your business thrives because of the value you have in it. You're making the best donuts in the area, and you give such value. You give this happy energy. You you greet people. People will pay $2 more for you than Krispy Kreme because they love being in that space. You make them feel good. Maybe maybe you, you – this is something I see a lot in the countryside. Uh, I don't live in the countryside anymore. I live in the suburbs around Atlanta. But when I lived in the country and drove to the cities, you would see signs in yards, computer PC repair, you know, in a yard. And you'd see, I'd see three, four, five of them on the way to wherever I was going. It didn't matter which path I took. Does, you know, I, I dare say dozens of people, if not more, fix computers out of their house. And you can hustle and you can work hard, but what makes it a thriving business? It's not that you have a storefront. It's not that you make X amount of money. It's that you have value that you're giving your customers, not undercutting the price. And that's something I do want to get into. You know, fuck it. I'll do it right now. So we're talking about value. But when you're talking about actual business, when you're talking about actually trying to do something of value that you need to charge for, otherwise it'll shut down undercutting your your competition is not the way to do it. It, it undercutting yourself is horrible and that's actually one of the ways i thought about my wife is i didn't verbalize this to her but i was like i just talked to you about the damaging practice of undercutting your own prices because of family and really the thing about it now it's not because of family because of you and how you perceive the situation sure give it away give it away give it away now <laughs> But understand it's a value, and they understand it's a value, okay? So if you're like, well, you know, I'm going to charge five hours at $10 an hour. Well, your competition, and most everybody, I'm just going to use PC repair because I, I understand it. Most people who fix computers charge $50 to $75 an hour, like a mechanic. If you want to use a mechanic, that's fine too. They charge, they post it right there on the board, $75 an hour for labor, and then when you get your bill, you'll see it took 30 minutes, so you get a half rate on labor. But that's that's the price that they've determined to cover the cost. Now, yes, you can give people discounts. Don't get me wrong. Coupons are a great thing. 10% off is a fine thing. But when you say, well, it really took me 10 hours to build this. I'm only going to charge you five. That's you. Stop hurting yourself. Stop undercutting yourself. Stop stealing your own value. Because that's what I did. That's what my wife tends to want to do. And the reason she, but she doesn't truly want to do it. Because if she wanted to do it, she wouldn't have asked me. She wouldn't have said anything to me. She said, look, he asked me for a price. This is what I'm going to say. Okay, babe, that's fine. She asked my advice knowing basically the route I would take. Because she does want to be valued. That's been a complaint in her life is that people don't appreciate. And she always just says people. It's never specifically family or me or the kids or this person or that church or whatever. She just says, people don't value what I do or don't appreciate me is her words. Now I might be able to go back and go, because you don't appreciate what you do. Because if you did, you say, no, this isn't worth my time. When you know it's not worth your time. If you did appreciate what you do, you say, yes, I would love to help, but 
I'm going to need this to replace what I'm losing, this amount of money to replace what I'm losing, this takeaway. We, we did that before with a situation that somebody wanted her to help out on a regular basis, and gas prices were $4 a gallon. And I we had to have a real-life talk. This is one of the first ones my wife and I had going, I'm sorry, you can't help them because we can't afford it. We can barely afford for me to go to work five days a week. There's no way you can spend two or three days a week doing this trip. And she said to him, hey, here's the deal. I want to help, but I can't. Can you help out with gas? And they did. They started doing gas money. That was it. She wasn't getting paid for her time. They were just replacing the gas that was being used. Fine. That's a step. That opened the door to saying, I'm not charging you. I'd love to help you out. I can't. If you need that, the universe will provide it if you're looking for it. If you're looking for, I want to help, but can't, and you express that, the universe will give you a way. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 we'll help you. But I got to tell you, my time is valuable. What I give you here is valuable. And at some point, I'll give you an opportunity to give value back. Right now, you are, but giving those questions. Shooting those questions to me is a value. Sharing this show with other people, helping get the word out about the show is very valuable to me. Please do that. If you're getting anything out of these shows, post something on your feed on Facebook. Link it back to my Facebook page. Link it back to the show you just listened to. You can go to Rock God of Podcasting and share you know that link on your Facebook pages. Uh, I don't remember if I have easy social media sharing set up yet, but I will. And I need you to do that. That is value for value, but you have to value yourself first. I'm doing a show that on paper is all about me and my life and whatever I want to talk about. But I know it's valuable or I never would have done it because I didn't do it. I know this for a fact because I did not do it for years. Now, one could always argue when you're doing something like podcasting, it's always about you at some point. There's been an argument even, a, 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 a stupid argument, not a real one even. I can't remember the, the word I'm looking for. But there's been this upper atmosphere argument of all podcasters hate their own voice. All podcasters love their own voice. Well, no, no, no. Shut the hell up. If you're a podcaster and you truly hate your voice, you will not podcast. You're not a podcaster. You're somebody who thought it'd be a cool thing to do and you won't do it. I love the sound of my voice because I love me. I love the value that I bring. And because I understand if I, if I love what I do, that will come through and you will love what you do and you will love what I do. I found value in myself. I do talk a lot. I feel like I have a lot to say. I feel like I have input. And I feel like communication is the key to life. And there are definitely times in my life where somebody could have said something to me that would have helped change my path, and they didn't. So maybe I go a little overboard in sharing as much as I do, not just on podcasts, but in life in general. I've also learned there's times to shut up. I've also learned that I'm not the only answer out there. I've also learned a thousand other things. But going back to Bill and that negative story. So I had $100 
cash in my pocket. And honestly, he slammed that door every step of the way. He didn't give me a work order. He didn't give me a quote. He didn't confirm what I needed. He fucking did what he wanted to do, which was keep himself separated, keep himself in this tiny little hole. And God damn it, man, that was the last hand I had for you. That was the last one I had. I have no more hands to help you up. I can't. You, you've proven over and over again you're just going to slam the door on me. I can't help you. So I go in, and I said, all right, man, well, I have lunch. Let's sit and talk and hang out. And this cable, and I made it work for a little while, but then we ended up spending more money that actually could have gone to him on other solutions. But we tried that one. It felt right to try it. And he slammed the door. So I have this cable. I put it in my car. I go into his his shop. It's a nice, probably spring day. I mean, it's nice weather. I don't remember. But we're eating. We're talking. All kind of stuff. And and I, I in my mind, I'm like, I have this money. I said, so at the end, I was like, Bill, how much was it? Oh, you know, man, what, you know, whatever, whatever. I said, no, man. I've asked you a dozen times. I need you to value yourself. I said this to him. I need you to value yourself. I need you to put a value on this. That's what I'm trying to help you with. He said 20 bucks. Are you kidding me? The supplies. Now, I know he had it around his shop. And that's what he said. Oh, you know, I had this and I had that. And this. doesn't matter. You had it. I didn't. The supplies would have been 20 bucks. A cable like this would have cost at least $100, if not more, to buy online. If, if I could get something made like this. And this was a custom, not to mention this was a custom cable. It's not just something you can just order online. It's not common at all. This was custom built because he saw the need of what we were doing and he did it originally when he was working with the project. 20 bucks. I gave him 40. I walked away with $60 in my pocket that could have been his because he kept shutting the door. He did not value himself. And I could have said, you know what? Here's here's all of it. But it wouldn't have changed his value. It would have given him some extra money. And he'd be like, oh, cool, thanks. But it wouldn't have mattered. It would have been the same as giving him 20 bucks or 40 bucks. The amount of money wouldn't have done any difference. And I walked, walked away brokenhearted going, God, man, I was trying to help you, and I fully understand universally now that this door is permanently shut. Now, I'll be his friend. I'll talk to him. If he listens to the show, that's the story of my side of it. That's how it went, man. That's what I desired for you. I desired not for you to have a ton of money, which I'm always about valuing your time. I desired for you to see your value in your life, and you didn't. And I tried and I tried and I tried and, and the steps you took were all wrong. Every last one of them were wrong. And I kept trying. And now I can't try anymore. And that's what will happen to you, listeners. That's what would have happened to me if I had not learned to say that simple thing, thank you. Not learn If I had not learned to bill my time appropriately. And I had different people tr- tell me that. I mean, I had my own parents, my own mother. 
wanted me to build a computer for them at some point back when I was really doing that and trying to get into it. Uh, and I was good at it, but I was thinking about making it a business and opening up a storefront. And she was, okay, we want you to build us a computer. And I, I sat down with her like I would with the clients. Okay, what are you trying to do with it? Blah, 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 blah. But at the end of it, she said, and make sure you bill for your time too. Because she knew that about me that I didn't even know that about me, that I didn't value myself. She specifically multiple times in that process of building a computer, make sure you bill for your time also. I didn't learn that lesson. I mean, I did bill for my time, but I billed for like four hours. And I don't know how long it actually took me. I just threw in a, a random low number. And I don't remember what the hourly rate was. It was low. It was too low. But something in there, in me, stuck. Something about that stuck. That I kept finding new situations that somebody would say, Bill me for your time, which got me to the point that right before I lost my job, actually, I had been working on a project with a wonderful lady named Marcy Rosenbaum. And many, many other people have, have helped teach me that lesson. But I went from where I remember it starting, more or less, to where it ended. And a little side note, when you work a, a nine-to-five job, when you work an hourly job where you clock in and clock out, it's hard to learn your value because especially as a teenager, you start out minimum wage. And hell, as an adult, if you can work in a fast food or service industry, you're going to get minimum wage. I talked about that on why does customer service sucks so bad. That episode. Uh, partially because there's no value in customer service. We've actively taken away tipping. You know, Publix, love the store. I actually enjoy shopping there. But they they make sure you know you cannot tip the bag boys. Why the hell not? Well, that's a service. We're we're trying to make people. No, no, no. You took away something that would give value to somebody. You did, and I'm pissed off about it. Not because I worked there. I never was a bag boy there. But because I'm going to take care of myself. But you know what? If you, if I needed you to help me. Fuck Publix. I'm going to secretly say, stick this in your pocket and don't tell anybody. Because I want you to know I'm grateful for what you did. I don't give a shit that they're paying you an hourly wage because I know they're paying you dick. They're paying you minimum wage for what amounts to be a bullshit job. Bag boy is a bullshit job. I did do that elsewhere. So I know it's a bullshit job. But having somebody say thank you with a little bit of cash helps it makes it better it makes it shows you some value so when you work in a minimum wage job you have a very difficult time learning value when you work in a well-paying job you have a hard time learning value because they didn't value you when they hired you i mean they did to a point but they didn't go wow we're going to give you raises based on how much we value you do they do cost of living they do these analytics that is so many factors that go into it I personally have never felt truly valued to my full extent in a corporation. So, but you will sit there at your job and yeah, you might get a little bit of raise every year, but you do the same job and maybe you can go for a promotion and you don't get it, or maybe you do get it, but it's, it's hard to feel valued in a normal, what everybody experiences. So you have to learn it outside, like listening to this podcast and start going, having those things just trigger and you going, Ah, I'm worth something because God damn it. When you figure out you're worth something, it changes everything. Now, I I made the deal I made going into the last corporation I worked with. That's the first time. 
I ever made a deal like that. But it was, I have to make this kind of money. And they had to have me. So they said yes. And I got paid more than other people because they had to have me because of the numbers behind my name. I was a paramedic at the time. And they didn't have any paramedics, and they had to have it to get paid by the government to get the Medicare Medicaid payments. So they, they paid the price. And they negotiated. We both negotiated back and forth. Uh, but we settled on a mutually beneficial price, which was more than they started out most people. And I lived up to it. And my immediate boss always treated me like I was a valued individual. My boss above her most of the time treated me like I was a valued individual. Uh, There's one time I went and bought ice cream for everybody because the, I, the air conditioner went out. And I bought ice cream for people in my department just because I wanted to get out of the building. And I, I had good money in my pocket. They kind of took it away from me. They didn't mean to. They meant to say, hey, we recognize what you did. They didn't ask me how much I spent. They said, we recognize that you did something nice, and we want to do something nice for you. But my lesson that I had not learned was when you do something nice, some people might say thank you. I took it as, well, you're just trying to pay me to because I, I did that. They gave me a fucking gift card. That was more than the money I spent on the ice cream. And now I can look back and go, I was a dumbass. Now, I, I, I said thank you, but inside of my oh, you just took away what I did because I felt good about myself. And I don't know why I do this redneck voice when I feel bad about myself. <laughs> I felt good about myself, man. And you took that away. No, you dumb fuck. Talking to myself. No, they didn't. They saw that you did something good. And they wanted to say, hey, we saw this. And here's a value to, to prove that we saw this. And we wanted to give you something. They didn't ask me to turn in my receipts. They didn't ask me how much I spent. They didn't want to compensate me back to the dollar so they could be responsible. They wanted to say thank you. And they said thank you. And I didn't take it as a thank you. I was still learning my lessons of being valued, value for value. So let me get to the, to the end here. I believe I've wrapped up all my stories, but the basic line of value for value is that that really is key in podcasting. That is why I put a Patreon on all of my shows. That's why I put out my birthday list. Is this, And I always say it this way. If you get something out of this, feel free to give back. Give value back. The value that I need from you, and I've said it already on the show, is I need you to share and grow the numbers and get more people listening and more people involved on the discussion on Rock God Podcasting on Facebook. More people involved in listening. Share the message. Be a disciple if you're a Bible person. Tell people about the the show that you listen to. I need that. But I also, at some point, will and soon will be. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm about to tell you. But I'm going to be opening a Patreon for this show. That Patreon.com. P A T R E O N. Just like it sounds. Patreon.com is a way that people can give value back saying, I love your content. I love what you're doing. I pledge to give X amount of money per show. And once a month, or at the end of the month, each month, it collects up what I've posted as a show, as a content creator, and it bills you for it. And then you still have the control of going, oh, you know, I want to give you $5 a show, but I can only afford $10 an episode. Because there's also more value there. You get extra extra rewards by being a supporter because I'm not just going to say, Hey, I know you love the sound of my voice. So pay me. 
that's crass, right? That's kind of got an icky thing. What else has an icky thing is holding your hat and your hand going, please support my podcast because if you don't give me money, I can't keep going. That feels shitty on my end too. And that feels shitty. And you're going to feel that. You're going yeah, yeah, yeah. I can always, because I grew up in the church, I can always recognize when it goes from something you felt like you needed to say as a pastor to raising money. I can feel that shift instantly. Sometimes there's no shift. Sometimes it's always you say what you think you need to say because uh, because you're raising money. You need to get paid. I can feel that shift. I can see it, obviously. Uh, one of the things that Adam Curry did, and, and there are some, a lot of things he did that I don't like, but he taught his audience value for value. And if you give money to us to keep us going, we're going to recognize you. We're going to say thank you. There's There were certain, this is before Patreon. This is long before Patreon. This is long before we had, as podcasters in general, had easy means to give back to our audience and say, hey, like, like think of it like a, a pledge drive for, for uh, NPR, right? If you give us $50, you're going to get this tote bag. You know the tote bag's like, $13, $17 worth of stuff. But that's not the point. They're saying, hey, we're asking you to give. And on top of giving, we're going to give you a thank you gift. He was able to do that because he had the resources to to have to have people help him out and say, yeah, we'll make these T-shirts for you at this very low cost and we'll ship them out at this very low cost. And if somebody gives an X amount of money, you let us know and we'll ship them this one T-shirt. So he had that ability long before the rest of us did. But it showed this, man, working with him made me go value for value. You are getting something out of these shows or you wouldn't be listening, even if it's just entertainment for an hour or a little more, even if it's just, uh, even if it's it's beyond that, right? Even if it's life-changing, if it's something that really moves you forward, there's some shows that just don't, feel like they need sponsors. Now, I would probably take a sponsor at the front of the show, but I'm not going to do commercials in the middle. It, it breaks up. The, I'm on Blog Talk Radio. There's a commercial at the beginning and the end. I would make a lot more money without ever asking you for anything if I put two commercials in the middle of this thing. But it breaks up what I feel is important. So I'm not going to do that. If I get a, a, a sponsor sponsor, they'll be at the beginning of the show. Hey, this episode is brought to you by you know whatever and you know we appreciate them we love them because they're giving to us they're helping us keep the lights on metaphorically speaking they're they're saying we value what you're saying we value your audience and we want to pay you to get our word out i'm down with that but what really really builds a community what really warms my heart and will get better make this show better is when you give back that's how church works. That's how a lot, honestly, that's how a lot of great things work. I mean, that's before we had fucking money, straight up money and, and a market play, you know, purchasing system of these are the set prices. You had bartering and trading and negotiating and I know part of that was in place. And I'm talking about even in the Bible times, I know part of that was in place because there were cheaters. There were people who would 
oh, you know, yeah, yeah, we're going to give you X amount. It has to balance the scales, and we use fake weights, and we use this to get more money out of you, to balance it more. Um, I understand that I'm, I'm barely touching, because I don't want to get into it. I'm barely touching on a, a much larger concept. But the the concept I want you to remember is, even with the shitheads, you had honest people who would give true value for true value of, oh, I need, man, I need some pigs, man. I've, I got to, I got to put some bacon on the plate. I'm starving and I've got, I'm tired of eating corn. I've got all these bushels of corn and you go, Hey, I'll give you one pig for three bushels of corn. Good. Oh wait, no, no, that's too much. How about two? Okay. Trey. Yeah. Fair enough. And you meet a need Oh, there you go. That's value. You meet the need in somebody else's life, and they meet your need. Value for value. My wife met her grandfather's need in his life. He met one of her needs, which is to help people. He wants to meet another need, which is to help pay our bills. Here's some money. If you got enough money for bills, then go have fun with it. Here's something I want to give. I value what you did. Here's one of the ways I can express that. Because who couldn't use 600 bucks? Who couldn't use $100? Who couldn't use $25? We always can. I'm just saying. That, in a nutshell, is how you realize your value. You're meeting a need in somebody else's life. One last little quick story on that is uh, my daughter, I've taught her how to trade. The the basic aspects of trading, she's into Pokemon, uh, Pokemon trading cards. She's into Pokemon Go as well, but that's not a trading thing. But the trading card game, the actual card game, she's into that. And one of the fun aspects of that is not just playing the game, but trading the cards with other people to get more of what you wanted. And I've taught her all these different principles about not, not of how to do it. You know, I'm not getting into bartering here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't play into value for value. I've shown her how to do it. And so the other day we went to an event and she was able to trade with other kids and I just let her go. Other than that, I said, you're, you know, you're going to keep this one card because no, you're not getting rid of that card, but other, everything else is your decision. Well, she came back to me with a handful of cards. I said, oh, how'd you get, you know, how'd you do? You do good? She said, here's what she said. Yeah, I got a bunch of cards I wanted, and he took a bunch of cards I didn't care about. That's value for value. That's meeting a need. She had stuff she did not care about. These are cards I never wanted. I don't want to play with. He needed those. He wanted those. You met his need, and then he goes, hey, here's cards I don't care about. I don't want, it means nothing to me. It is easy to give away. And she wanted and needed those. Value for value. Does that mean you only give away the shit you don't care about? No, 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 no. It gets better than that. It goes to why we give to our children. I, I For her birthday, I a while back, Pokemon did an event. And they never put their cards on sale. But Target, for to celebrate, they put these huge sales on. That I could get, I spent forty dollars and got sixty dollars worth of cards, and they're in these little collectible tins and whatnot. Well, the, we opened the very first one when we came home, and she and I split the back because I was still building mine as well to play with her because she has nobody to play with. 
uh, well, I put the other two away. Well, for her birthday, when we had the party, I remembered that I had it. I just went and gave it to her because I know she wants to build more. She wants to play more. I'm at a need in her life. That that was something that was valuable to me. I spent 20 bucks on it. Or 10. I mean, if you want to split the last two, whatever. I spent money out of my pocket on it. And I gave to her to meet a need, to to make her happy. Maybe that was just a need, just to, oh, my God, thank you, Dad. You know, whatever. That's value for value. I think I'm done here. I think I'm towards the end of the point. But I want to reiterate Set your price by replacing what you're losing. Okay. The gas story. I can't afford to come. It costs too much for gas. Well, hey, it would would we started off with a, a gas gift card to a gas station. And the person who did it said, When this runs out, let me know when you need another. Boom, done. We didn't have to set a price. We didn't have to figure out how much gas we're spending exactly to go to that spot. It was, here's a $50 gas card. When that runs out, let me know. It literally replaced what we were using. And they weren't going, only only track here. No, it was all gas for her car. I didn't touch it at all. It's for her meeting their need. They met her need. That's how step one of, of placing a value, a number on your value is just replacing what you need. Step two is when somebody wants to pay you something, name a rate. Shot in the dark. My wife started off at like eight bucks an hour. I made her eventually go up to 15 because of the extra she was doing. And what helped me in my case for her was the person who uh, was paying her realized she was doing so much more and said, hey, I'm going to start just paying you this much. And it was it was 15. And so I was able to help her accept that and stay there. So when the next thing came along, it was 15. And the next thing was 15. And, you know, I people will help you, but set a rate. Oh, I started to tell a story about Marcy Rose and Mom. I love wrapping up my story, so here's the final of that. So the final of me learning this lesson, and this is where I want you to get to, was right before I lost my job, she and I had been working on all kinds of stuff, and I named a, a fairly standard rate for doing podcast production, and that's what she was paying me. It's 25 bucks an hour. That's pretty standard across the board. It might be a little bit more now, but at the time, that was about right. And... We were working on this new project together, planning it and setting down our rates. And she said, I think your rate for this project should be $50 an hour. We're going to try for that. Like, cool by me. You just doubled my hourly rate. $50 an hour. We're pitching it to different organizations. And she pitched it to the right person. And she even put herself in there. And I, I wasn't part of the conversation. She pitched it. And when she came back from the pitch meeting, she the guy had asked, well, how much is Charles? You know, how much is the producer, whatever. And for whatever reason, she said uh, $65 an hour instead of 50. And he goes, okay, cool. No problem. What? That's what I'm talking about. And that was exactly what I needed. It, when I lost my job and that project kicked in, even billing legitimate, I mean, I was just billing legitimate hours. I was very, very careful about that. Not undercutting myself, but not, oh, you know, gouging either saying this is and, and sticking to the proposed plan. And if I went over explaining why I went over and even taking, I did take a hit on something's going, no, this is my fault. I'm not charging you for this. I'm going to fix this on my own time. It paid my bills. I made enough money through that project that I paid most of my bills for a very hard time in my life. It came because I'd learned value, value, value. And even through her, I'd learned how to value even more. 
And because I'd been opening to learning these values, open to learning these values, and I had been working so hard on, on valuing myself and finding a rate I could be happy at, and, and, and not hesitating. When somebody says, what do you charge? I charge 25 bucks an hour. Oh, that's too much. Oh, well, sorry, I don't need you then. You don't need me then. There's so much more, and there might be a part two, because there's a how to price yourself out of jobs you don't want to do, uh, how to understand not every job that comes along, everybody who comes along is somebody you need to interact with. You don't need to land everything. You don't need to give to everybody. You know what? We might do a, a part two, but it wouldn't be called value for value part two. It would be something about how how to learn what you're worth. We might do that show at some other point, because I know... I feel like that's a whole nother show. So, but there, there, those are those steps. Replace what you've lost to learn your value. Pay attention. Learn to say thank you and fucking mean it when somebody does something nice for you. When somebody gives me a tip when I'm out doing my gigs, I, I, it's been a little awkward. And now I put out a tip jar because I give you the opportunity. I open the door to say thank you. I'm getting paid to be there. I, I always I wanted to never take away from the hardworking men and women who are serving them and working behind the bar. But I realize people are still going to want to say thank you because I gave them a great time. They're still saying thank you. And that's the thing. If people are expressing gratitude, they're not taking away from somebody else to do it. All right. All right. I got to shut up here. I got to stop. But understand, people are grateful. Let them open the door. That is what value for value means. Be grateful yourself when somebody does something nice for you. Find a way to do something nice. Either pay them something, do something, cook them something. I love getting a nice, good food that you've put love into. That's one of the ways I was valued at the last corporation was my boss would go to New York City and visit people. That's where she was from. And she'd come back to Conyers, Georgia. And she'd bring specialized New York food, right? And would give it to me and another coworker because she wanted to share. And it was great stuff that I never would have tried otherwise. Probably would never had the opportunity to try otherwise. And it's because she valued what we who we were, not just what we did, but who we were to her and what we did. She came and shared stuff like that. And it's just food, but it was so good. And it meant so much because it, I felt the value in that. Allow yourself to feel value. Leave the door open. Do all that. And here's how you can value me. Patreon is coming. You can donate to the show soon. If you want to do a, uh, a donation right now, PayPal is bearcrawling at gmail.com. B-E-A-R is bear. It's all one word. Crawling, just like you spelled C-R-A-W-L-I-N-G. Bearcrawling at gmail.com is my PayPal. You can donate right there if you want, right now. Pass the plate. See, I, I've learned a new method, too. Ah, ah, I can't talk about all this stuff. It's too much stuff, too much show, man. But I have learned that you don't have to pass the plate. You just open a door to allow people to give, and they'll give when they want to, when they feel moved to, when they need to, and that's fine. If you want to do PayPal right now, you can do that. My Amazon list is still up. You can search bearcrawling at gmail.com on Amazon. You can search Charles McFall on Amazon. You can search my Facebook page, and from September, my Amazon list is up there. You can do that. But more importantly, the easiest thing to do, because I understand not having money to spend on supporting people. I get that totally. But you can tell other people about this show. If you get anything out of it, please spread the word. Tell tell somebody, your coworker about it. Tell a family member about it. 
just once. Don't be crazy. I hate crazy people who are always going, hey, my church is the greatest. My church is the greatest. Hey, this show is the greatest. Hey, that's my work's the greatest. You'll learn. We'll get to those stories about you, you know, tunnel vision and overly focusing. But when the time is right, when somebody says something, share this with people. Come to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash rock god of podcasting. Post things there. I want to share with you. I'm going to be putting out a lot more thoughts that I have randomly through the week. And they're going to be this style of here's how I see it. Some of them are going to be harsh. Some of them are going to be gentle. Some are going to be well-written. Some are not. But they're all going to be me in the way I see the world. Help me out by doing that. Twitter is at rockgodapod. Email me. If you want it on the show, I mean, it automatically go on the show unless you say, hey, this is just for us. Fine. I'm good with that. I will email you back. R-G-O-P at charlesmcfall.com. Do that. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Tune in again next week, man. I'm going to have some more awesome stuff coming your way.